Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Voodoo Justice Magic, Final Production Engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, Monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And monthly co-host Kat Baldwin, author of The Forgiveness Workshop. If you are interested in contributing to this show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Wahid Hassan, and he has written a book called The Struggle for World Sanity. Thank you for coming on. Hey, Gary. Good to be on your show. Good to have you back. It's been a while since we've talked. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been over a year for sure. Yeah, so, a, lot oh, of things, a lot of things changed over a year, that's for sure. <laughs> it sure has. And, and a lot of it very relevant to what you've written. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, it's, a typical, it's, a, it's a current uh, event, the subject of my book. I wish it wasn't. But uh, unfortunately, it is, especially yeah. with this crazy war going on right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, you know. Um, I mean, we'll have to see. Um, so let, let's give my, my listeners a little bit of background about you and what um, got you into this field and motivated you to write your book. Well, I was born in Pakistan, and my parents moved to England when I was three years old. Uh, we traveled across Asia and Europe, took about five weeks by bus and train, and then uh, crossed the English Channel, then uh, moved to uh, um, the north of England near Manchester. I was there till the age of 10. And then we moved to London, uh, where I, I went to high school in London, in the east end of London. Uh, got my formal education, got into the technical field, um, became a field service engineer for a large corporation in southern England, and then uh, then eventually decided to uh, to move to uh, Los Angeles and got into the technical field there. Um, um, and then uh, around 1997, uh, I, I kind of became kind of work for myself, became self-employed. I uh, uh, ended up having a little computer store in Hollywood near Sunset and Island. And uh, my, the yogi master that I was following, the Englishman by the name of Dr. George King, passed away, and I kind of got into a bit of a deep depression. So my wife at the time said, well, you know, you always liked doing acting and comedy when you were in high school. Why don't you take some lessons? And I did and found out I could still make people laugh. So I was doing the open mics at the Laugh Factory and Comedy Store. And and this lady came in and I fixed her Apple computer. And she looked at me and said, oh, you have an interesting face. I said, so? She said, well, I'm a casting director. So she got me an agent. So I guess I was kind of discovered there mm. in Hollywood. And for 20 plus years after that, I was a union actor doing commercials, uh, voiceover, some parts in movies and sitcoms. Um, and then uh, from there, I eventually uh, moved here to North Carolina. And um, in, in the background, 
uh, I've always, you know, since the early age, I've always had an interest in metaphysics, spirituality, new age concepts. And it was after meeting my own yogi master at the age of 16 that I decided to follow him and his organizations, which I've done for over 40 years now. But I kind of just, it wasn't something that I openly declared or let people know what I was doing. It was something I just did as a, you know, something that was personal in my life. But after being inspired to write the book, I decided uh, to reveal some some of my experiences, my spiritual experiences, my mystical experiences, my experiences with my master, and some a- aspects of the teachings of his of his organization and the teachings that he received from higher beings. And uh, so that's what I've been doing for the last year or so, and um, that's where I am today. So. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so, so what are some of the experiences that you had, and have you encountered any of these higher beings? Well, um, at the age of eighteen, I had a very profound experience with a, a UFO out in the wilderness, and uh, I kind of kept it to myself for many, many years because, first of all, it was very personal to me, and I. Didn't really didn't want to share it. And secondly, I thought people would think I was a little cuckoo head, a little off the wall. But today, you know, I decided to share it uh, in in the book um, because I feel that it's important that people know that there are beings out there uh, from higher dimensions, from different planets that are watching us. And the experience that I had uh, taught me that um, just from, from from the from that experience taught me that these beings are not only scientifically advanced but also extremely spiritually advanced because it was a kind of a, a mystical initiation more like a like a modern bap you know modern day baptism which uh, uh, at that point I didn't understand but now that I wrote the book I I, I realized there's more than one reason for having that experience. And it was very important for me to share that experience and let people know that, uh, you know, that um, there are beings out there. And, and I was I was mentally contacted uh, along, not not in the same way my yogi master was contacted. He, he, he was that was more sophisticated because he spent many years in yoga practice till he reached a certain level of uh, high uh, advancement where he could raise power of kundalini up to uh, the heart center and above and it was only when he could reach that evolved state that they actually contacted him uh, mentally and begin it began to uh, relay uh, messages uh, through him so it wasn't as this contact that i had was more of a physical uh, spiritual contact uh, not anything close to the direct context that my yogi master had uh, for many years while he was alive on the planet. When he was, did he share his experiences about his contacts and what these beings were communicating to him with you? Uh, He did. And, you know, I'm not here to preach or let people tell people that, you know, they need to uh, 
follow the concepts that I followed, um, I, I always say people keep an open mind and use their own, do their own research and use their own intuition like I did. And to the point where I firmly believe that he was a true contact. See, um, he would, uh, um, it, the initial contact told him that to prepare himself that he was going to be the voice of interplanetary parliament. And, and like when I had the contact and, and I didn't really know much about UFOs, I wasn't a big avid follower or, or, or you know, in, into flying saucers or whatever. So for him, it just again came out of the blue. And at that time he was involved in research. He was um, deeply into spiritual healing and he was working on research on how to cure some malignant forms of cancer. So, he, he, you know, that particular contact that he got, he wasn't aware of who, what this master was or what interplanetary uh, parliament was. And then it was only uh, after he was visited uh, in his own, own apartment by a uh, uh, a master of uh, another yogi master um, who actually physically walked through his door and materialized in front of him and gave him instructions on um, other uh, deep yogic uh, exercises that he would have to practice in order to reach um, what is what is commonly referred to as as a deep uh, positive yogic somatic trance which he would go into where he would uh, convey the mental impulses uh, sent by the higher beings, interplanetary masters or cosmic masters uh, is what I refer them to and translate that uh, these beams of energy telepathically uh, through his through his larynx and being an Englishman would come out as as um, uh, English words and over 600 of these transmissions, uh, physical transmissions, were recorded. And uh, after after a while, he couldn't handle the physical transmissions, and then there was many mental transmissions which he uh, transcribed on tape and in written form. And so some of these message, messages were absolutely incredible. Um, they talked about mankind's past, mankind's uh, present and mankind's future. Uh, they talked about the... Um, um, it was very interesting that when they did contact uh, uh, Dr. King that in the 50s that, again, we started exploding. We, we reintroduced uh, the race to atomic uh, weaponry and atomic explosions. And it was very interesting, Gary, that at that time there was a tremendous flying saucer activities around the, around the planet because there was a definite concern. I mean, Russia exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads, as did America. Then later on, China and Britain and France and other countries got into the, the melee. But um, it was known then, just from that fallout, that mankind uh, was going to destroy himself, not only destroy himself, but also the planet. And uh, I believe that there was intervention on our behalf. And scientifically, a lot of that radioactive uh, fallout was absorbed um, by these uh, extraterrestrial beings who, who, who were watching over us. And the fact that we're spe speaking today is pretty much proof because scientists even now can't understand why 
you know, why we're still alive because of that fallout. And so um, it was interesting that they contacted him at that particular time. And, um, you know, in, in regards to, um, in, in regards to proof, um, there was plenty of proof that he was in contact, the, for me anyway. And again, like I say, I tell, tell your listeners or other people to do their own research. But yes. one thing that I found was very intriguing that when he had these contacts, um, he wrote a book called You Are Responsible in the early 60s. And in there, there's transcripts of um, uh, sightings that they would they said would, would occur in uh, Australia and New Zealand, America. And, and this really fascinated me. Three weeks before these sightings were due to occur, and sure enough, uh, three weeks later, those exact sightings occurred in those countries. And they actually had to stop uh, these um, disclosures because uh, the military was scrambling jets and trying to intercept these UFOs. So that was one aspect uh, uh, that, that was you know, pretty valid for me uh, to show that he was actually in genuine contact uh, with these higher space intelligences. Hmm. So when the extraterrestrials revealed to him you know some truths about the past present and the future what were those truths um well he himself uh, again he wrote another book called uh, the nine freedoms uh in the early 60s uh which we, which he when he went into his own meditations um you know uh yogi master has a tremendous amount of psychic powers he you know he could look at he can look at your aura and pretty much validate your your previous lives and where you where you are presently and uh and you and, and your future and he actually looked at my aura once and and saw a particular past life i was in and told me about it which um i, I was having visions as as a, as a young kid because you know um that, that that's another uh, that's another aspect of the teachings that um, uh, that the cosmic beings are, are pushing forward right now is the fact that um, reincarnation, the truth of reincarnation, has to be uh, reintroduced uh, to the to the to the majority of people, which, which has been suppressed over the centuries, because it's very important that that truth uh, be revealed. Um, that you know it would answer a lot of the uh, so-called inequalities of life of why somebody's born rich or poor or has cancer or you know has a high IQ uh, it, it answers a lot of things and again the research behind reincarnation is overwhelming and and the uh, um, you know most children remember some of their past lives mm -hmm. but they generally they tend to forget them as they as they grow older and the reason they're pushing that is because you know people would think twice before they went to war knowing that they they may have they may you know murder somebody that they known in their past that could have been their mother or father um or sister or brother in other words they're throwing out this universal concept to mankind they, they've never addressed mankind as men as an American or Russian or Chinese, but as mankind, because we're all interconnected metaphysically, we're all one. 
and set and that's the universal approach that they're throwing out uh, in, in these days of uh, let's face it a lot of turmoil and strife mm. so w- reincarnation you know I mean it is accepted you know definitely in Hinduism Buddhism um, comes up in Taoism um, but it doesn't seem to be very popular in the um, Abrahamic religions like um, Judaism, Catholicism, and um, the the Muslim traditions. Yeah, I think they were, I think they were deliberately taken out in order to control the masses. That's my own feeling. Um, it's really interesting. I saw this article in a London newspaper that Christian scholars. Not me, but Christian scholars are coming forward now and claiming that uh, reincarnation was actually taken out of the Christian uh, teaching 700 years ago uh, in order to, again, you know, um, keep the masses under control, that you only have this one life to live, either you do what we tell you or you go to eternal hell and damnation, which is is ridiculous because there is no such thing as eternal hell and damnation or a punishing God. And uh, I experienced the same with being raised as a Muslim. I also went to Church of England schools, so I I had, uh, you know, I, I um, got a Christian education as well as an Islamic education up to the age of 16 till I met my master. And, and again, you know, the, the concepts of uh, mysticism and spirituality, I, I knew those. I, I picked up on those very quickly, and it wasn't from this life. Obviously, you know, it was something that I picked up in a, in a previous life. So um, the cosmic beings have said that that uh, those who are suppressing this uh, truth, they said it ca- karmically, eventually they will be replaced by uh, uh, other uh, younger leaders who, who will uh, have the bravery to put forward uh, the truth of reincarnation. And uh, I think it's a very important truth in these days, um, because again, you know, this 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 uh, racial pride, racial uh, prejudice, um, you know, this pride of being belonging to this country or this religion, and then hating another religion or hating another race, you know, all that needs to be needs to be stopped because it's just nothing but just uh, plain ignorance. And one of the transmissions from from one of the masters said that there's only one sin on this planet, and that's ignorance. People um, were more enlightened. Uh, there won't be this, you know, these wars, this uh, economic uh, upheaval, this political uh, bickering. Um, you know, if man once again realizes that, you know, he is part of the one or part of the cosmos, or part of the solar system, um, you know, it, the, the call to action these days is a peaceful mental revolution. And, uh, you know, enlightenment is the key to our salvation. Enlightenment on top of service right now is the key to our salvation. And we regress to the point where, you know, um, we were based in the past, you know, very uh, advanced um, uh, you know, not only scientifically, but uh, also spiritually. And again, I, I, I know it, was, it kind of went on a long curve, but coming back to your original question of our past, um, 
Dr. King was able to project from his body. And uh, in the same way that he could read people's aura, he could also uh, read the aura of the planet, uh, being a living, breathing uh, goddess, uh, which some people have referred to as the Akashic Records. And there, the Akashic Records never lie. So in deep meditation, uh, you, you can eventually be able to project from the body physically uh, uh, into, from your, you know, in your astral body and read the complete history of uh, mankind. And he, he collaborated exactly what the Cosmic Masters said about our true uh, history, that in fact, 18 million years ago, uh, we we were we were actually not from this planet. We were actually residing on mm -hmm. a planet in this solar system that orbited between Mars and um, Jupiter by the name of Maldek, and we were, we were quite an advanced civilization. He said, technically, uh, robots took care of all menial tasks on the planet. Um, uh, we could control the weather. We had an abundance of food. You know, the Bible talks about Adam and Eve and the fall from the Garden of Eden. I mean, that is just a fairy story, but it has a, it's a story with a lot of uh, moral implications. And for some reason, um, the, some of the sci scientists on Maldek, again, got this lust for power and greed and uh, invented uh, an atomic bomb, which Dr. King described as being 10 thousand times more powerful than the hydrogen bomb that we have on Earth today and completely destroyed uh, the planet Maldek. And all that's left of that of our home planet is the asteroid belt. And again, scientists are verifying now that the asteroid belt uh, was indeed a planet that exploded uh, million year, millions of years ago. And it was then when we were released on to our different etheric, etheric uh, planes of existence that uh, the, the high beings contacted uh, uh, our own the goddess earth as, a, as an entity and asked if you would uphold, uphold her uh, evolution and, and allow these um, atomic mutations to reincarnate on her back uh, which she agreed to and so we've been here uh, for 18 million years ago years now and our history is still pretty tainted because uh, what Dr. King and the, and the Cosmic Master said that from the destruction of Maldek eventually rose the uh, civilization of Lemuria which again was extremely advanced uh, uh, culture that also fell down uh, in, a, in an atomic war and the earth the, the earth flipped on an axis and down went the civilization of Lemuria. And then later on, millions of years later, rose the, <clears throat> uh, um, the culture or, or uh, uh, you know, the civilization of Atlantis. And uh, again, uh, Atlantis uh, fell uh, in, an, an, in an atomic war and the earth flipped on an axis. And scientists have now concluded that the Earth did flip on her axis twice based on their uh, geological findings. And um, it's very interesting, uh, a lot of the Vedic texts uh, in the Mahabharata and the Ramayana, which are about 20,000 years old, mm -hmm. uh, talk about uh, the war in Atlantis, um, you know, where they talked about uh, 
vimanas or flying machines and and uh, you know arrows of light that just you know leveled whole armies of people so there is some uh, evidence of of the destruction of atlantis uh, and and uh, i'm sure um there's some evidences of course of the destruction of lemuria and so again you know uh we're in this predicament where we're um we've you know we've opened up the pandora's box again and for the fourth time in our history you know we uh, we're worrying to uh atomic uh nuclear warheads and you know if we're not careful uh we we could create world war 3 uh which is you know feasible considering the kind of uh, situation uh, that's occurring on this on this earth right now uh, i do believe that there is a, a, a war not only on this realm, but I believe there's a spiritual war or an energy war on other realms between mm. the forces of darkness, the demonic forces, and the, and the ascended masters of this earth. We're trying to keep this balance. And, you know, uh, um, Dr. King revealed that all, all wars were all pretty much planned in order to cause as much suffering and destruction of mankind in order to recruit... Uh, people who died uh, in, in, in these, you know, violent ways to to be recruited uh, by these demonic forces in these lower realms to become part of their uh, evil armies, but uh, uh, you know, this even this current war was planned years ago. It's it's a racket. Um, the um, the only people who are profiting are the are the uh, you know the larger corporations, the defense companies, the oil companies. And the people are suffering of just ordinary men, women, and children caught in the crossfire. Yeah, you know, I mean, since the last time we've talked, I've done a lot of different interviews. And one of the topics that does come up quite often is um, that there are these lower vibrational entities that feed off of fear. And they need that fear in order to survive. Without it, they, they just die off. Um, and at the same time, too, there's another group of entities and that are working with humans to try to raise human vibration um, to try to dodge the situation that seems to be coming up now. Um, and my understanding is that not every human has to reach that certain level of vibration, but a certain amount do. Um, has he ever spoken about that? Well, Dr. King, again, being a, a, a yogi master of um, renown was, you know, he talked about projecting, um, uh, again, you know, you, you mentioned Hindu and uh, Buddhist philosophies talk about different, uh, different realms of existence, higher realms of existence, lower realms of existence. Uh, he projected to these higher realms and the, these lower realms. He said there was six levels above us yeah. and four levels below us which he referred to as the lower astral realms. And then, you know, he also said that each planet in this solar system was inhabited by advanced civilizations. Again, they laughed at him when he mentioned that. But quantum physics now is catching up with, uh, with the yogis and, and accepting the fact that, that, yes, there could be parallel universes, different dimensions. Um, and so when he talked about, you know, uh, 
contacting races on Mars and Venus there. You know, everybody laughed. And, and what Dr. King said, he said, you, you, uh, mankind could go on Mars tomorrow and he could live there for 200 years and not see any sign of life because, you know, they live on higher frequencies of <clears throat> vibration. And unless you project to those higher frequencies of vibration, you won't even know that they exist. Sometimes you see a flying saucer just blink into view and then blink out, you know, so they're able to materialize, dematerialize different vibrations, uh, different uh, realms of existence. Um, so um, with, with science and technology op expanding, uh, people are more aware of these concepts than they were aware in the 50s and 60s. And now coming back to these lower entity creatures, uh, Dr. King has you know, visited all these realms, and in these lower astral realms, um, he said there are... Um, see, mo he said most people, when they die, they, they, they go to different realms, and they stay there, and they come back, and, and they, they follow the concept of reincarnation. But uh, uh, some of these advanced uh, evil entities uh, are able to uh, hold up uh, using different uh, black magic rituals uh, are able to hold up their reincarnation cycle and gain power in these uh, lower realms. And uh, he describes some of these realms, um, cities, and, you know, and some of the armies in these realms, it, it, he said, were more scientifically advanced. He said, like 200 year, years more than we are. And he said, uh, you know, computerized uh, weaponry, um, aircraft, um, warships, um, laser weapons, uh, a lot of those are being used in these lower realms. So don't get into that, uh, you know, this, um, this idea that, you know, they're just a ho hooved individuals with a pitchfork and fire and brimstone. He said, it's, he said they're just as physical as this realm, they just exist in a, a more subtle uh, uh, vibration. So he said, if you if you went to these realms in your subtle body and, and you hit your head on a wall, you would hurt your head. He says that that's how physical they are. And so, um, again, uh, you're right based on people, what people have told you or based on your own uh, research that indeed these demonic uh, entities uh, uh, do exist and they do control mankind. They, they have a kind of a mental uh, control of mankind and and they use and they've used pawns in the past like hitler you know mussolini stalin pol pot you know napoleon julius caesar all these people who caused genghis khan all these people who caused mass destruction uh, amongst humanity were pawns to these dark dark forces and um, which re which used uh, these people in order to cause as much destruction as possible like you said to so that they could feed on this energy of, of suffering, which gave them more power, and also uh, recruit recruit those who passed on violently into their evil armies, and so um, this is this has been occurring for centuries after centuries. And Dr. King said that no no war is haphazardous. All these are planned. Even this current war was, was has been planned uh, years before it actually happened, and so. You know, he's, he said that their minds are actually very brilliant minds. They're not just, uh, they're not stupid black magicians. They're very, very, he, he says their abilities are, are incredible. 
But the difference now, as opposed to the past, uh, there's two things. Uh, I, I think they're trying to cause as much destruction as possible because they know that their end is in sight. Uh, because there's two reasons for that. First of all, we have the, um, the influence of the Aquarian Age astrologically, which is pushing mankind um, to get into cooperation, to, mm -hmm. to be uh, more civil to each other, to, um, to help each other. And the second one, which not many people are aware, is that on, um, on July the 8th, 1964, uh, Dr. King um, described in a transmission where uh, the Mother Earth, as a living entity, received her, her primary initiation, where tremendous spiritual energies were uh, was sent through into her, and she was um, uh, ordered by the high, higher beings to start raising her vibration and take off the shackles of limitations that she's accepted on our behalf. You know, oh, and what we've done in return is just raped her of her resources, not even given anything back. But she she has these energies now stored within her, within her, and every year. She slowly, if she released them all at one time, it would have completely destroyed civilization. So in her mercy, she's just releasing it slowly uh, every year. But her vibrations are changing. And so through the, through the next uh, century or so, um, the, the whole vibration of the earth is going to completely change. It's already started with, with the so-called climate change. Um, the ionosphere is, has, is deliberately being taken down. It was it was actually put up after the destruction of Lemuria uh, by the cosmic forces and and intensified after the destruction of Atlantis to uh, stop mankind from receiving higher inspiration. That's been taken down. The uh, the ice caps are melting. Um, this again is a result not of climate so-called carbon emissions, but actually the mother the earth changing because the uh, what the cosmic beings have said is that in the years to come um, there will be flooding in certain countries but also there will be a, um, a more ambient um, climate on the earth where there won't be won't, there won't be any uh, spring summer, autumn or fall but more ambient like a Hawaiian uh, kind of uh, weather uh, globally which will which will be actually very beneficial for the mother earth and mankind and so what is what is what what it's actually um accumulating to is that you know my master and other masters of old have talked about this new age that's coming on 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 earth where you know there will be no wars there will be no races there will be no religions but just open uh, land and sea and so these darker beings are aware of this vibrational uh, rise in the mother earth so they i think they're trying as hard as possible to stay in power but eventually they won't win uh, but um, they are trying so uh, you know we, we we have to help the forces of light or the ascended masters by changing ourselves by raising our vibrations by sending out this white energy from the cosmos, from the sun, and sending out en masse in stream uh, to help counteract uh, this uh, negative energy that's, that's been occurring for centuries now on, on this earth. And so, uh, you know, I, I believe these are, these are the end of days. I think this is the, the end of mankind 
as we know mankind because a new a new era is dawning uh, for the mother earth and those who um, conform to this change and raise the vibrations will be allowed to stay uh, on this earth and those who won't um, will not be allowed to stay on this earth that's very interesting you know um and do you think that this is happening like right now? Do you think that all the turmoil we've experienced over the last two years because of the virus and and now the war and the threat of nuclear war, um, you know, do you, do you think this is it? Do you think this is the, um, I don't know, the end or the beginning or both? I think it's the beginning of the end of this um this madness that we created over the centuries because, you know, we were given our free will and we've misused it. And, uh, and you know, we've only ourselves to blame. You know, we've, we generated this karmic. I mean, the virus was as a result of our own karma. And, again, this was a result of our own inactions. Um, so, you know, we can't blame a higher being or we can't blame the cosmic beings, you know, uh, we have to take responsibility uh, for the actions of, you know, of, of, of all these dictators because we, we put them in power. You know, we created these demonic monsters in the, in the lower astral realms by not controlling our thoughts, by sending out thoughts of hate and greed and jealousy and violence. And so we, we created these monsters. And so... Uh, again, uh, uh, another reason the higher beings contacted my master is that um, they're offering inspiration, they're offering energies uh, of high, uh, high spiritual energies to anybody on the planet. And uh, this, this to me, as somebody from a technical background, I, I find very fascinating. Um, because if you, um, if you just look at basic uh, terrestrial technology today with a global uh, positioning satellite you can pinpoint anybody on the planet with a cell phone that's just basic terrestrial uh, technology now if you advance a couple of million years uh, you have um, a situation where the cosmic being uh, can pinpoint anybody they have the vibrational sequence of every man woman child plant fish rock on this planet we're all online with them and uh, in, in his book the nine freedoms uh, dr king projected and was invited uh, to a particular spacecraft referred to as satellite number three which comes into orbit periodically uh, on earth and he met some of these beings he said uh, were like seven feet tall long flowing hair handsome features cinnamon color uh, skin and, and the ladies were also very beautiful but what he observed also was very complex um, radionic computer systems on, on, on this craft and later on he was told that they have a complete dossier of every of, 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 of every live stream uh, that was that was on this planet in the past that's on the planet now and on another planet that, that, that will come onto this planet in the future so a complete dossier a complete online record is held uh, by these uh, advanced beings on us now, again, the question is why? Um, we can, they say that the speed of um, thought through, through, um, through the body is like 600 miles an hour 
in the brain to some of the nerve endings. But the, the speed of thought through free space has been calculated to be about 4 million times the speed of light. So we can actually telepathically contact uh, these instrumentations or these beings and ask for energy and energy will be sent to us. We may not get a sighting, we may not get a message, but we will get this energy. And, and again, if you, if your listeners want to try it, um, I, I belong to a group that, that we meet regularly and send out this power on a regular basis to try to change, um, this, uh, this, you know, vile, uh, you know, we talk about, um, uh, physical pollution. There's a, there's a mind pollution. Uh, around the mind belt of earth which is which is tainted uh, with these energies so it's up to us um, to to rise on mass and start sending these energies that's the only solution really um, gary that's going to fix the problems uh, the wars are not going to fix it the politicians are not going to fix it and certainly the economic system is not going to fix the situation that we have on earth and so the only the only solution is a spiritual one not a religious one it's a spiritual one, and 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 what we need to do is raise ourselves en masse and start sending these energies out. It's the same energy that the Master Jesus used to raise the dead and cure the blind and heal the lepers. It's the same universal energy that comes, the pranic energy of love that comes from the that's radiated from the the sun every thirty-two minutes. Um, the five pranic energies and just using those so. You know, bringing the energies from the sun and, um, you know, anchoring them on earth and sending them out is the call of action today in order to save us from our own, uh, our own madness. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons I also wrote the book is to help inspire people and let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I gotta tell you, my friend, I wake up in fear, anxiety, and depression every day. I, you can feel it in the air. And I have to push myself to raise myself and keep myself raised and, and send out the energy. And, and it's the only way that I can keep sane in this, uh, in this total insanity that we've created. Right. Interesting. You know, since the last time I've interviewed you, um, I've interviewed a lot of other people that have pretty much said the same thing that you're saying. You know, people that have had contact with extraterrestrials, um, the extraterrestrials have communicated to them that about healing the planet, healing ourselves, our spirituality. Um, also, these people that have contact, have had contact with these extraterrestrials tend to have spiritual experiences. Um, the return not just with a message, but sometimes with abilities to heal others, telepathic abilities, psychic abilities. Um, so it seems like to me that these higher beings are working with humans to to help us along this path. I, I believe they are, and they, they, you know, <clears throat> over the years they sent emissaries. Uh, which the cosmic masters refer to uh, as people like Jesus and Buddha and Krishna, they said were from the higher dimensions of other planets. They weren't from this earth. And uh, a lot, again, a lot of that is being collaborated. People are actually questioning now the star of Bethlehem. Was it a star or was it a, a spacecraft that hovered up, that led the uh, three wise men over the stable and hovered there? Mm -hmm. um, when the Lord Buddha was born, uh, 
uh, it's been written that there was five dish-shaped objects that appeared uh, over the uh, over the uh, palace, and when he died, there was five dish-shaped objects that appeared. So um, they have sent uh, emissaries before, and you know we 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 haven't really done treated them very well. We crucified Jesus and made the Buddha beg for bread. So we didn't even recognize uh, these great masters when they came. And, you know, they founded the religions, and the religions have been warped by dogma um, in many ways, and so there's division between religions. But if you study the main spiritual uh, aspects of, of, of all religions, they pretty much say, say the same thing, the spiritual principles of, you know, you know, what part of thou shalt not kill, don't people understand? What part of forgiveness, don't people understand? What part of action and reaction, the law of karma, the divine law that people don't understand, you know? And so, um, again, it was very interesting that in, uh, in the 50s, Dr. King uh, actually appeared on the BBC in front of millions of people and went into the somatic trance and was, and was again, uh, uh, the master known as Aetherius, which the, his society is based is, is named after, spoke, and, and the commentator asked him, he said, what, what uh, message do you have for the people of Earth? And it was very interesting that he, he didn't say, follow, follow the space people or follow George King. He said, if, you, if you're going to be a Hindu, be the best Hindu, or if you're going to be a Buddhist, be the best Buddhist. You know, if you're going to be a Christian, be the best Christian. In other words, what they were saying is, go back to the spiritual laws of the religions that were taught. Uh, which were again the same, just given in different cultures, different times, but the whole concepts are the same. So then they're they're saying they're not bringing anything new; they're just updating everything that's already been said, uh, just just uh, you know in a more modern, understandable manner. So um, again, you know, if we're to avert another major catastrophe, uh, then then we have to go back to uh, First of all, getting back into service, uh, recognizing that we are at one, that we come come through different religions, different races, uh, even different sexes, uh, in order to learn. Um, you know, the cosmic beings, and my master said, he said, there's only one reason we're here on the planet. We're not here to suffer. And the suffering is, has been brought by our own inaction. He said, there's only one reason we're here, and that's to raise the power of kundalini within us in deep meditation and achieve these high meditative states of bliss you know which people refer to as nirvana cosmic consciousness and eventually to evolve and and become and go into ascension and and break the cycle of reincarnation and move on to higher realms and higher planets that's our heritage and that's what the cosmic masses are pushing us to do right now is to is to is to evolve um, and the best way to evolve safely in these days is to channel this energy. Uh, you know, the more we channel this energy uh, <clears throat> through our psychic centers in the palm of our hand and, and our and our heart center, the more we channel this energy as you know as a white uh, a light. You can stand in front of a mirror and you can visualize a white light. You feel a reflection coming back, which will tingle the aura, tingle the arm. It, it's it's a pretty tangible energy it's not nothing airy fairy it's just like electricity except it operates on a different uh, octave of existence 
And so the more we send this energy out, uh, the more we receive back, you know, action, reaction. And the more we receive back, the more we send out. And naturally, uh, not forcefully, like some in, in some of the ancient um, yogic schools, we don't have to force this, but this will be a natural rise of the powers within, uh, which would help us evolve. So it's not rocket science, it's very straightforward. I think because it's so simple, people don't get it. But, um, you know, in the in the 70s, you know, there, there was this uh, energy crisis with the oil embargo, and, and Dr. Mm. King, even at that time, he said there's only one energy crisis on this planet, and that's a spiritual energy crisis. He says it's not because spiritual energy is lacking, it's just that we don't use it. There's, there's, there's units, millions and billions of units of this spiritual energy in the cosmos and around us that we, we, we just don't channel. You know, we are spiritual beings in physical bodies. It's not the other way around. So we're starving our soul by not, ch by not channeling these higher uh, energies through our higher centers from the heart center upwards. And so that, that is a requirement these days uh, in order to not only evolve ourselves, but also to help save the planet and leave something, you know, leave some kind of legacy for our younger generation. I think we owe it to, to them to be spiritual adults. And, and the difference now as compared to before is that we are on this crossroads and if, man, and if mankind continues to debase his energy in war and, and, other, and pollution and other things, um, and, and, and not conform to these higher vibrations, uh, he will, uh, Dr. King has said, and the Cosmic Masters have said that, uh, uh, in, in, the, in, in the years to come, will not be allowed to reincarnate on this planet, but will, will after death, um, be taken to another uh, uh, planet in this solar system uh, and, and start his reincarnation cycle there. So it's a kind of a warning uh, to, to all of us that either we conform or we will not be allowed to enjoy this new age that's been foreseen uh, by many, many people. So what is your opinion? Um, what direction are we heading in? Are we starting to conform and raise our vibration and sending that vibration out? Or are we going backwards and going into another self-destruction mode? Probably both. Um, there's elements of mankind. Uh, the cosmic masters, I think the master theorist said that this raising of vibration, what, for those who don't conform, will actually uh, create a violent reaction uh, in them that they don't want to change. And so that will actually cause more violence. And so... Um, Part of mankind uh, is continuing this regression, and uh, you know it, and and it could get worse before it gets better. But at the same time, I also believe, and again, the media doesn't talk about it because they love the uh, you know the, their their motto is if it bleeds, it leads. So they they want to show as much destruction and pain and suffering to keep the you know uh, uh, to keep the fear going, the, the divide and conquer principle um which tells me a lot about who the, you know <laughs> what side the media is on um but there there, uh, there is a spiritual awakening uh, there is uh people are are listening to uh, even in even during covid you know people question 
you know, do I need to be a slave to the system? I, maybe I need another job that allows me to think for myself. A lot of people quit their jobs during, during isolation. And so uh, people are beginning to think for themselves. Uh, they're beginning to listen to their intuition. And I wrote in, in my book that the, the greatest um, lie detector ever created is your intuition. And if we listen more to our higher inner, inner promptings, we can discriminate between the lies and the truth. And unfortunately, in these days, lies are being portrayed as truths and truths are being portrayed as lies. So we have to discriminate ourselves. Um, you know, Dr. King said not everybody's going to be, you know, uh, actually there's, there was one, one quote I saw the other day which I thought was interesting. Uh, somebody wrote, they said, how come there's a highway to hell but only a stairway to heaven? It's just that people are not, people, people are, uh, are regressing to the point where they're taking that highway to hell and um, not many people are taking the hard stairway to heaven. So um, responsibility is ours. Um, th there's going to be a clash, and and um, if we're not careful, there could be World War Three. And if it does happen, the Earth will flip on our axis again, and again um, there will it, it will probably have to start from the beginning. But again, those people are not ready for this change. Uh, won't be allowed to reincarnate, and and that's a, a statement of occult fact, which uh, the cosmic masters, and my master also in deep meditation, uh, saw uh, what conditions are going to be like uh, on this on on the earth, and uh, and the cosmic beings have said there will be conditions beyond our wildest imagination of peace and harmony. So that's what we can look forward to in the centuries to come and not this vile um, uh, condition of uh, war and uh, poverty and you know, all the terrible things that are occurring on the planet right now. Now all these will be dispensed of. And unfortunately, the people going to, the, to, to this newer planet, which scientists have referred to as Planet X, it's on the other side of the sun so that we, we can't actually physically see it. But... Um, they know uh, by their calculations on the magnetic pull of, I think, of Neptune and Uranus that that planet is actually there. Uh, so it is in the solar system, um, which again, uh, they revealed in the 50s about this planet, uh, which only recently the scientists are now confirming uh, this planet. So, um, so these, yeah, these are, these are these are our crossroads, and uh, there is not a force on this on this earth, be it political, economic, or, or, uh, or uh, war, uh, that, that, that's going to stop this change. Nothing can stop this change. Uh, it's going uh, it's, to, it started, like you said, it has started, and it will continue. And uh, so, um, uh, I, I think that's a dire warning for, for those who don't want to confirm. You know, the, the people who molded uh, mankind uh, into going to wars, molding and hypnotized mankind into kind of a mental slavery. Uh, those people uh, are now eventually will lose their power. And even in the midst of this war, uh, you know, people. <clears throat> I know, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I. Every day, I've been sending out energy with people from thirty, forty different countries on a daily basis. 
so if people don't know how to send out this energy, they can go uh, to a website that I go to called uh, 12blessings.org and join us for free and send out the energy or send out the energy in, the com- in, your, in your own way, in your own prayers and, uh, you know, and, and, and keep sending it out en masse. And I think um, a lot of people are doing that right now. There's this call for pray, pray to end this war, you know, because, you know, dropping more bombs or counteracting with bombs is not going to fix the situation. It's only going to make it worse. Absolutely. Um, Some of the information that I have received, too, um, people have told me that... um, Nuclear warfare and all the damage that we've already done doesn't just affect our dimension, but has a ripple effect throughout the other dimensions and affects these other beings. And um, you know, I, and I mean, obviously, they just don't like it and want to, you know, not only does it affect them, it you know affects us. So they want what's good for the whole system, you know, for, for all dimensions. And that's yeah, one of the reasons it, why they intervene, they turn off nuclear weapons, um, that they're slowly making contact with more and more people, um, the abductions, the telepathy, all these things are going on because they don't want to also interfere, not just, they want what's good for everybody, not just for us. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the book that Dr. King wrote, You Are Responsible, there's some messages there that talk about um, the danger of atomic uh, you know, radiation. And you're right, they, they did say it affects all levels of existence. And, you know, scientists can't pinpoint. They can only, you know, on a basic Geiger counter, you know, read the radiation levels on this plane, but they have no clue what it does to the other planes as well. Um, they said that the only radiation... Um, uh, uh, nuclear radiation that mankind needs to use is x-rays for medical purposes and then everything else is said you don't just stop you know nuclear reactors warheads everything they said you have no idea what you're getting into and so they've said a complete cease of any nuclear activity uh, and you know till they reach till mankind reaches a stage where they know what they're doing they don't know what they they had no cl- they just had no clue what they were doing exploding these bombs and also they had to incur the karma of actually hurting the planet you know i mean she feels physical pain so you know they're creating uh, these open gaping wounds on her body you know we have to again uh, incur the the negative karma of 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 harming uh, a, a being a goddess that's millions and millions of lives more advanced than we are uh, to eventually become a planet. And so, again, that's another aspect of teaching which they've been talking about is to realize that we do uh, live on on a a breathing, uh, living entity. And and Dr. King said that he said that he said the most advanced spiritual being that you will ever touch in your life for thousands of years to come he said is the ground uh, that you walk uh, you know, uh, under your feet he says that w- you know we had we need like the indigenous tribes have known this for centuries but man on 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 a whole needs to understand that we need to again 
uh, stop, you know, uh, another aspect of stopping wars is to stop, you know, again, uh, destroying the planet, uh, wounding her and, uh, and, and polluting her, which again is, uh, goes against the divine law and we have to pay the repercussions of it. Hmm. Um, also, one of the things that has, um, I've noticed too is, you know, we, I mentioned the, you know, the basic religions earlier, but a lot of people now are turning towards some of the more ancient texts, like the ancient Vedic texts, um, Sumerian texts, some of the Egyptian stuff. You know, here in the United States, we have, you know, the oral tradition of the Hopi which all are very, very similar. And, I mean, for lack of a better word, kind of verify what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the Hopis and, and the uh, indigenous tribes of, uh, you know, America and Africa and South America, Australia, you know, they, they, were, they were more aligned with Mother Earth and they knew about the nature spirits. They knew that... Um, you know, that the energies that we send out to, to the nature spirits, you know, affect the weather. And so tornadoes and earthquakes and tidal waves, they're, they're all a result of our own folly, again, sending our energies to the nature, be, uh, the spirits of nature who manipulate these energies. Um, you know, um, the American Indians, uh, they could perform metaphysical dances sending out energies to nature spirits and, and cause uh, cause rain, they, they create these rain dances. So they knew the energies uh, that sent would help control the weather. And at one time we did control the weather on Maldek by sending these energies. Um, so, you know, that's another aspect of, of why, another reason why mankind needs to control uh, his mind and his emotions is that all these energies uh, also affect the, uh, the spirits of nature and uh, they have to manipulate these energies and so if we did that on mass we would also see a more a better weather conditions than, than what we have now and so um, I remember years ago there was I think um, there was this big uh, hurricane coming coming towards the east coast and um, um, Marianne Williamson, she was running for, uh, uh, for the, on the Democratic side for president, and she tweeted that people need to pray to this tornado, and everybody laughed her in the media, mm -hmm. and that's probably the best thing that she even said, and people weren't even aware. But if sent, people sent energy to, to the to the uh, to the diva of that to tornado that controlled that tornado, uh, it, it could have. Uh, fizzled out uh, before it came in and caused uh, the unnecessary destruction that it did. So um, again, another, and again, like you said, the Hopis and other indigenous tribes knew knew about these things, and so-called modern civilization is just catching up. You're absolutely right. Hmm. And you know, you talk about um, each religion has the mystical aspects. You know. Uh, Jewish Kabbalah, the uh, Christian mystics, mm -hmm. um, the Sufis. I mean, that's the higher aspects of these religions is to go within uh, and, and, you know, um, and, and, and reach these. I mean, the Sufis would go into, um, 
boy, they would they would chant for like three days in a row, nonstop, and go into these like high states of, you know, ecstasy and deep meditation. And that's the mystic aspects of, of these religions. And eventually, yeah, it does go back to going within and raising the consciousness, which is universal. Absolutely, absolutely right. Right. In all those mysticism, like, like you know, the Sufis, the the Kabbalah, they they all point to to oneness and interconnectedness too. Uh, I mean, I mean, they all have that same same theme of of everything is connected. What I do affects you, and what you do affects somebody else, and, and, and it goes all the way out into the cosmos and back to the original source, and then back again. Well, the yogis talked about the great outbreathing of 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 the absolute or God, you know, billions and trillions of years ago, where the absolute, you know, for some reason we we can never answer, decided to involve itself into billions and trillions of involved particles, and now then they talk. I mean, the scientists talk about the Big Bang. Um, I'd rather listen to the yogis. But now they talk about the inbreathing, where these trillions and billions of, you know, live streams are uh, going back to that source or evolving back to that source, and so, um, you know, oneness is is the ultimate truth. It really is. You know, there is no there is no separation between us and the plants and the rocks and the animals and the sky. And the solar system and the cosmos—we're all one, and that's what the higher beings recognize. That even though they're evolved millions of years, you know, uh, above us, they recognize that we're still part of that of, of them. And so, most terrestrial leaders would do anything not to allow anybody to come into power. And what they're saying is, no, you know, we want you to join us, raise your consciousness, and 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 ascend and become the gods that you're supposed to be in, in the first place. So they're pushing us to come to, you know, to not look at our, not look down at our, at the gloom and doom on our iPhones, but actually look up into space and look for inspiration and, and go back to where we, we were. So, yeah, that, uh, if, if, man, again, if mankind started, uh, you know, realizing oneness, uh, the, the wood, there won't be any hatred between between countries or races. Uh, absolutely, you know, knowing that. Um, Dr. King said, you know, if you murder somebody, um, again, they, you know, like in schools, they need to teach kids about the law of karma, law of reincarnation. Especially the law of karma, they say, well, you're responsible for everything that you do. So, you know, like if you murder somebody, if you're rich in this, in in, in 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 the eyes of man, you can you can hire yourself for a decent lawyer, maybe get out of prison for murdering somebody, but it's not going to absolve you from actually the karmic mm. uh, uh, negative reaction you're going to get from murdering somebody. Uh, it's 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 a certainty that you will either be murdered in this life or the next. Again, not to punish you, but to teach you that you don't kill. And so you can't get a we can't get away with anything that we do. It all comes back, you know. As you sow, so shall you reap. You know, um, that's what the Master Jesus said, and the Lord Buddha said, action reaction is opposite and equal. 
I, I made a lot of mistakes in my life and I've had to pay dearly for it. So I try as much as possible these days to try to keep my side of the street clean and not cause problems. Um, and, and, and the door is always open, you know, and again, there is no hell and eternal damnation. And even mass murderers, uh, you know, uh, the door is always open and, and the cosmic beings will send energy. If, if, if a mass murderer is, is going to do some kind of service or help somebody, energy will be sent. So they, 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 they don't look at, you know, everybody who's trying to be good. They're all, they, in fact, they reach out more to those who have involved themselves because, again, they recognize them as being part of the one which we don't do. We always look down at people. And th th that's what made Dr. King very unpopular in the 50s and 60s because he, he talked about the oneness and uh, people didn't like the idea. He said, well, you are just as close to the communist Chinese as you are to your children. People didn't want to hear that. You know, I don't like I don't like that truth. You know that we are our brother's keeper. You know that the terrorists are just as close to us as uh, as, as our family. But it's a true it's a true metaphysical truth, and uh, it doesn't matter whether we believe it or not. It's a fact, and we have to accept that reality. So uh, again, to those we who are doing destructive things, uh, instead of projecting hate towards them and trying to kill them. Um, the only uh, the only remedy is to send the power of love because the power of love uh, it doesn't destroy it, it it uplifts it changes it heals and there's not there's not on on the higher act octave uh, it's the most one of the most powerful uh, creative energies that's in, in in the universe and nothing can stop this uh, this power uh, from uh, from from its course of changing, not destroying, but changing and uplifting and spiritualizing mass instead of what we're doing right now. Hmm. So I'm going to get ready to wrap this up, but I want to mention, you, you mentioned something about like the, the idea of, of um, you know, we all have to love each other. And, and you mentioned the terrorists, you know, one of the things about that, that I think we often overlook is, we did create them, you know. Exactly. We're, we exactly. we are the ones who who have invaded their land, killed their families, killed the things they love, you know. And, and of course, there's going to be a consequence to that. And then we sit there and back and and, and and call them bad, you know. I mean, I know it's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow to take that kind of responsibility, but you know, when you look at the big picture, it's true. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, again, it's two wrongs that don't make a right. And um, we have to accept that reality that, yeah, we, we created a lot of this. E well, we have created all this evil. And the people who are under a communist dictatorship or a fascist dictatorship uh, are responsible for creating that, you know. And so uh, um, uh, if they accept that reality and not start blaming, well, it's them and not us, you know, and start instead, instead start forgiving and sending out the light. Uh, you know, uh, the, there was one transmission where the, the, the cosmic master said that there was another planet in this galaxy that was, that was going through a similar uh, situation that we are on Earth, and they opened themselves up to the energies. 
they open up themselves up to the higher inspirations that were being beamed down by the higher beings. And they said within 50 years, that planet completely changed. So we can, if, if we open ourselves up, uh, can change for the better sooner than we think. Um, right now, it doesn't seem like a, a feasible thing. But, you know, it, it always starts with a few people. And, you know, like Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see on this, you know, on the earth. And so it starts with a few people. Uh, Cosmic Beings said if 300 people even got together and started send out, sending out the light, they could make a change for the, for the whole planet. So it, it doesn't need, uh, it, it, well, it's not going to suddenly have millions of people suddenly changing overnight, but it has to start with somebody being a spiritual pioneer and being brave enough, you know, like, like some of the civilians in Russia right now, they're being brave enough to stand out and say, no, this, what is wrong? They've been put to jail, but they're standing up, their consciousness is telling them, no, you can't be invading another country and killing people. It's wrong. It's morally wrong, no matter how powerful you think you are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing to watch. Um, so I want to thank you again for, for coming back on. It's been a pleasure having you back. Yeah, good to talk to you again, Gary. You too. And before we wrap it up, where's the best place for my listeners to find you and find your book? Uh, they could just go to my website, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And uh, in there, there's, uh, uh, they can, uh, there's links there to buy, to, to buy the book um, and also links to uh, my master's organization, and uh, f a few links to some of my uh, comedy reels and my climb to Kilimanjaro. So uh, I think they'll enjoy that. Awesome. Well, I'll put that link in the notes of this episode so listeners can, you know, check out all your work and the things that you've done. And uh, it's been great talking to you again. We'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And hang on for one second. I just have to play the outro. Sure.